today on episode 16 of the Track Pack Road Trip, we talked to James McDonald about when he first worked at the Northern Lights Library System, and about his new role there, and all the libraries he's worked at in between. Good afternoon. <laughs> so you're back at Northern Lights Library. I remember when you were there, you said over 10 years ago? Yeah, over 10 years ago. I started at Northern Lights as a freshly minted graduate of the library program at the University of Alberta uh-huh. in, in January 2007. So 14 years ago, I guess. 13, 14 years ago. And were, what were some of your, um, some of the jobs you did at Northern Lights back then? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started as a training and development librarian, mm-hmm. which was really like I think it was a newly sort of uh, devised role, and the idea was that I would go out and and train uh, library managers um, and library staff, but also the public was in there. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was for the first six to nine months I did that. Mm-hmm. And I had all sorts of fun experiences. Like, I think I went to every library in the system uh-huh. in those six to nine months, mm-hmm. and I did everything from you know, helping with how to use the old Dynex system that we had mm-hmm. to, you know, training uh, senior citizens on how to do email, mm-hmm. um, which was a really, one of my favorite memories of that time was teaching a group of senior citizens, going there to, to teach them how to use email, and it evolved very quickly into how to use the mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a good time. So that was, that was the first role. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, at the time, it was Leanne uh, Drury Melsness, who was the manager of information technology and my boss at the time. And she took a job with the Edmonton Public Library System. And uh, so they appointed me to be the manager of information technology. Uh-huh. I had some aptitude. And it was right when we were in the midst of moving to from Dynex to Polaris and and it became sort of a big, big job and a baptism by fire, I guess. So. James, can I tell you my favorite memory of when you worked at Northern yeah. Lights? Yeah, so I don't, I'm curious if you'll remember this, but remember you had did a presentation on databases for the librarians? And I remember yeah. being in the audience, and I remember that you had told everyone that when you had first moved to Elk Point, you used our home improvement databases to redo your whole house to do all the renovations just using our databases. And I remember you presented on that. Right. I, I, I don't remember presenting on it, but it, I do remember doing the renovations and do remember using the databases to, to do that renovation. So when I got to Elk Point in 2007, uh, it was boom time. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, oil was strong and, uh, you know, everything was filled up, and and I remember standing uh, out in front of Elk Point Realty, uh-huh. and there on the wall was a picture of a 1974 green, 14-foot-wide, single-wide trailer, mm-hmm. um, condemned trailer, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I thought, I could, I'm going to buy that. It's on a city lot. Maybe I can build something there eventually. But I 
bought it. And I took a video of it, and there's actually a YouTube video out there of me walking through it still. And <laughs> it had no plumbing. All the pipes had burst in the cold. There was huge holes in the floor. The bathroom was a shambles. Uh, it was just a big mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I took this video, and I called my wife, and I said, Look, honey, I found this place to live. <laughs> and for credit, she said, I'll be there as soon as there's running water. Not bringing three little kids out. So... So I was desperate to get the running water, and I didn't, you know, I I don't know how to do that. And so I used our databases, our handyman databases, and yeah. learned learned to do the PEX piping, and 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 it and it works. Yeah. So water runs, toilet flush. It was pretty great. Yeah, I'll never forget when you said that. You didn't go into step-by-step how you did it, but as part of your presentation on databases, you just told us that. And I was just amazed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll be interested to know that uh, I rented that trailer out when I left. Uh It stayed stayed rented for the last dozen years or so, and I'm currently in that trailer right now talking (gasps) to you. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, the plumbing still works. The water still runs. That's great. Oh, speaking of which, I have another database story to tell you. This is, it's so good that we belong to a consortium like Northern Lights and Track Pack because of stories like this. So yesterday, this man called us up and um, he wanted to know if we had a service manual for this particular kind of motorcycle. And we didn't. But... I knew about our um, database, that small engine repair. Right. So I plunked in the information and I found like what I thought what he wanted. So I was emailing him this stuff and he ended, James, he ended up phoning me and he said, can you walk me through exactly how you did that? So I was on the phone with him and he was so amazed. I, I walked, I walked through how you sign in with your card and then how to find the database and then how to find that information for his motorcycle. And the whole service manual was there. He was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I bet he was. You know, it's amazing what we have access to. It, it, in, we live in this day of Google and YouTube and those tools are, are amazing and they're great. Mm-hmm. And you can find almost anything until you can't find it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, where do I go? What, mm-hmm. what, what? You know, it's supposed to be on the web. Isn't everything on the web? Mm-hmm. And then you go that one extra layer deep mm-hmm. to, you know, these databases and resources that we provide and, and it's shocking what you can learn and what you can do with that information. I know. What's there? So, the other popular one lately right. has been the Ancestry one, the one that oh, we can yeah. now use from home instead of just the library. We just yeah. had someone calling about that today, too. So those are great. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. I'm a... I'm a big fan of doing my family history work, and I, so I, I've done the genetic test stuff with the Ancestry and 23andMe, and uh, and I spend a little bit of time. You can go down the rabbit hole with that. So that's a, that's a great resource. You know, that's one of the biggest uses of the internet is family history. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting that we have access to that. So James, you're back at Northern Lights now. Can you tell everyone your new position? Yeah, I am back as the executive director mm-hmm. of, of Northern Lights. And so this is day four, uh-huh. I believe, in the position. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I think it's going to take some time. Yeah. Um, but very excited to, mm-hmm. to be here, you know, at the behest of the board and to work with such fun people and 
you know, when I, I was looking for work, um, it was kind of the time, um, this whole last year, I had some interviews with various uh, universities, had some opportunities, and I uh, was in the midst of an opportunity when the Elk Point uh, Northern Lights system job came available, and I thought immediately, oh, I have to go back there. Aww. Because <laughs> I just, you know, and maybe it's some rose-colored glasses from being a freshly minted librarian when I first took it, but I just had such fond memories and such recollection of waking up in the morning and thinking, oh, I can't wait to get to work. (laughs) That's so good. The people are great. The resources are great. You feel like you're doing work that matters and that affects people's lives. Like like this gentleman you just described, he's a small engine repair, and I just need to fix my motorcycle. Well, that means something to him, right? Yeah. So I was very excited to, to talk with the board and, and see if this would be the right fit for me. So. And James, where did you go between the jobs? Oh, heaven. Uh, well, if you remember anything about me from the past, you'll know that I, I don't sit still for very long. And I like to, I like to grow and learn and move. And, and so I, from Northern Lights, I went to the University of Northern British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I was there for about three or so years, about the same time as Northern Lights. And, uh, and then an opportunity came uh, to, do, to do a contract with the American University in Sharjah, United Arab Emirates. It's a two-year thing. And so I packed up my family of three kids and my lovely wife and our two dogs and went to the Middle East wow. <laughs> for two years. Uh, that, by the way, was just the most incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UAE, lovely people. Um, the, the country is fascinating. The, the culture is fantastic. It just, it was just wonderful. I, I have really nothing uh, negative to say about about that part of the world. And and uh, and I'll tell you, their neighbor, Oman, is just incredible. If you ever have an opportunity to visit that part of the world, Oman, geographically, it's diverse and just fantastic and like oceans and caves and mountains and oh, just the most incredible experience and just the finest, most wonderful, humble people. Mm -hmm. So that's where I went there, uh, uh, Middle East. And then I came back to the University of Northern British Columbia in Prince George that's also just a fantastic school. One of our top Canadian undergraduate universities, just wonderful. And um, I was there as a digital initiatives librarian for about three, four years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so my oldest daughter at this point has graduated high school. My middle daughter is getting ready, middle child's getting ready to kind of get out of middle school and and into high school, and so kind of perfect time to be out and about again, and so I started looking, you know, what, what's the right thing for this daughter? Is Prince George right or something else right? And, and Salt Lake City came up, mm-hmm. and, and uh, an opportunity to work for the Church History Library in Salt Lake City. This is a library that's open to the public. It's a special library that's uh, run by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's, it's an archive. Mm-hmm. 
and a records management for that church. And it's just state of the art and, you know, it has all the bells and whistles. It's a big organization, of course. It's a, uh, that church has about 16 million members and it's worldwide. The church history department has 24 record centers around the world. And it's just phenomenal. And of course, Salt Lake City, uh, Salt Lake County, wonderful schools. My daughter's super theatrical and, um, she, she's into plays and, and singing and all that kind of thing. And, and so just opportunities for her to be there were, were fantastic. So it was there in Salt Lake as the head of, uh, reference, um, for consultation services, working with public and, and with scholars doing, uh, uh, from universities all around the world, working on the history of the church, um, and from all sorts of backgrounds, and then of course working with the sort of the corporate end of the church as well. Um, so that was a phenomenal experience. It was always uh, sort of a three-year thing for me. I could stay there till I died, but I, I like to move around, and mm-hmm. uh, I kind of planned it as a being a three-year three-year opportunity. And so three years is just up, um, and so I was looking. To, to make a move and, and grow my career uh, some more. And, and just lo and behold, here, here we are at Northern Light, back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> are you going to be at our first library manager's meeting? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I would great. miss that for the world. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably see some familiar faces. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'm hoping so. <laughs> There's a few more lines and wrinkles and a little less hair on my head these days, <laughs> but hopefully people will recognize me. <laughs> so, James, do you have some favorite um, authors or genres you like to read, or what are you currently reading that you can recommend to us? Oh, yeah. I mean, we could talk about books all day long. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, historical fiction. Uh-huh. Um, I have a history degree. Uh, which is which is good. So I do read a lot of nonfiction, mm-hmm. um, but I do like historical fiction because I I I love um, history, but I also love the, a good story. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, an author that I'm reading currently in that genre is uh, Bernard Cromwell. Um, uh, oh, I think that's his name. And uh, he's written all about. There's a there's a Netflix series I think on the books that he's written about. Um, you know, sort of the rise of England, and mm-hmm. and anyway, it's just a fabulous series. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like uh, Vikings and battles and all that sort of stuff, and so I, I'm I'm reading that. Uh, but you know, on these days too, uh, I do a lot of audiobook listening, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of I'm always kind of working on a few at a time. Uh, so the ones I have on my list or that I'm currently working through, I always have one that lets me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, uh, so right now I'm, I'm working my way through a book called The Cave and the Light. Mm-hmm. It's um, about Plato and Aristotle and sort of the growth of, of uh, Western civilization and the philosophy um, behind that by an author called Arthur Herman. Um, I'm only a few chapters in. It was recommended by a friend, so it's interesting. It's certainly a an interesting listen, and it's a great one to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Um, I'm also listening to um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's sort of this ultra 
elite sort of um, athlete that does ultra marathoning and you know he's like an army ranger and a navy seal and a bunch of other things and, and kind of takes his stories really kind of about his life and growing up in a very impoverished um, experience and sort of grabbing onto his life and making it you know what he wants to make it not letting anything else kind of get in his way mm-hmm. it's really fascinating it's, there's some language in there so you know leader uh, beware but uh, <laughs> but it's a fascinating thing I'm a big ultra marathon uh, lover I, I don't know that I I guess I am an ultra marathoner because I've done some ultra marathons but <gasps> I certainly don't uh, rank in the midst of um, some of these incredible people like David Goggins but I, I, I sure do love pushing myself and, and some good ultras I got some great ultra stories down the road what's um, the longest one you've done so I did the Canadian death race the one that was in Grand Cash Yes, yeah. Grand Cat. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's 125 kilometers mm-hmm. and um, and 17,000 feet of elevation gain and just a cool race. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you been out to the race? I was at the race. Um, I was covering it for uh, the Lakeland Connect at the time. Oh, cool. Um, so I filmed some of it. I did a story about it. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful yeah, area. Yeah, I did that in 2015. Mm-hmm. Completed the race as a solo runner. Um, super fun. Yeah. And I did the um, Beaverhead Ultra Marathon, uh, 100 kilometer race in Idaho. Mm-hmm. That was it was an interesting one. And I've done some others, uh, uh, some 60Ks and things like that. So wow. Haven't done the elusive 100 miler yet. Mm-hmm. I would love to tackle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had a couple back surgeries recently, and so I'm, I'm working my way back to right. that, right. so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, and the other book I have on my list, so the next one in queue, I'm, I'm working through the Cave in the Light audiobook and Can't Hurt Me uh, by David Goggins um, simultaneously, and then one, one of those falls off or is finished off, I've got in the queue, A Promised Land by Barack Obama, so I'm mm. kind of uh, interested in, in hearing uh you know, that story from his early, I think it's going to be a two-volume thing. Yes, that's what so, I heard. Yeah, so those are, those are on the list, and I'm working my way through, but all, all uh, interesting reads, I hope. Mm-hmm. So. James, do you remember your very, very first book that you loved, or the first time you went to a library that you really enjoyed it? Do you have any early memories of books or libraries that you want to share? memories of books. I've always had books in my life. My father was a, a school librarian, mm-hmm. and, and so I have vivid memories of, of not just that library, but, you know, going down to the public library and tailing my father as he picked out various books. Mm-hmm. So, you know, libraries have always been sort of in my blood, and when I was about 10, my father opened a, a used bookstore in Quinnell, British Columbia, where I'm from. And uh, we had that bookstore for six or more years, kind of comics and cards and used books. It's called Lazy Day Books on Front Street in Cornell. So naturally, lots of books. Mm -hmm. Um, The one that really sort of just inspired me, um, I think, early on, well, there's a few, 
encyclopedias <laughs> that mm-hmm. I got for Christmas at a young age. Charlie Brown encyclopedias. Oh, uh, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. And so I bought those for Christmas, and I read them all front to back, and I just, uh, you know, loved them. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how old I was, but clearly old enough to read, and mm-hmm. probably just old enough to read. <laughs> and then uh, sometime in elementary school as well, I read a book, and, you know, I don't even remember the author, and I would be hard-pressed to find it again. I mean, I'm sure I could find it, but I haven't gone looking. Um, it was a, sort of a biography of Sir Francis Drake. And, you know, a little boy, you know, these, these incredible ship stories and, you know, battles at the high seas and, and fleets and armadas. And, you know, was, so it's just a, I guess this is where you get that historical nonfiction bit kind of uh, running together. It was, a, it was a biography, so it was more nonfiction than fiction, but it was written in sort of a narrative style. Mm-hmm. And it just caught my imagination, you know. It takes you away to a different time and different place. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, those those would be two of those early books that just really uh, turned me into a, a lover of literature and and uh, books in general. I love hearing those type of stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> I think everyone has, you know... That book, my dad, I remember my dad used to tell me, everyone is a reader, and it just requires getting that right book mm-hmm. into their hands, and and their lives will, it will open the world of books to them. Mm-hmm. And his was with Sally Robinson as a young man, and, and you know, I remember thinking that in my, you know, I'm married to this wonderful woman, named Lisa, she likes to read magazines, and she's not wasn't really a book reader. And it wasn't really a book reader until she got to a book, uh, to reading to the kids. Mm-hmm. And and she read, the first novel that she read, I had her read to the kids, and it was here in uh, Elk Point, I believe, I remember this. She read The Lightning Thief, mm-hmm. you know, Dorian's The Lightning Thief mm-hmm. to the kids. And that just, you know, it was this young adult fiction book, whatever, and it just turned into this love of uh, fiction, and she read all his books and then started picking up other young adult fiction and then eventually grew from young adult fiction into writing other things. And so now she's a big book reader mm-hmm. where she, you know, before then she would have told you, oh, no, I don't, I don't read books. Uh-huh. So case in point that I think we're all, you know, closet uh, readers at some point. We will find that one book or that one item that sparked it for us and, and turns us into, you know, readers. That's right. For my mom, she was never a reader either until much later on in life. And it was because my brother, who he owns a comic store in Regina, comic readers, he mailed her a comic book for Christmas one year. And that's what got her hooked on reading, was a comic book. And she went from comics to novels. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's so great. Well, thanks for talking with us today, James. I know you have an um, appointment to get to uh, a meeting. But it was so great to talk to you again, and I can't wait to work with you. Yeah, me too. The feeling is uh, mutual. I'm super excited to be back. And, and just, uh, you know, excited to get to know all these library managers and, and, uh, and libraries and see where things have gone in the last 12, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Exciting. 
Well, you have a good day. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye, James. Okay, bye-bye.